Orlando stays strong in the aftermath of the weekend tragedy. Live, local call-in talk continues. This special hour is hosted by Mark Aram and by Shaney B. from The Herman Cain Show. Welcome back to the show. Six after the hour. Mark Aram, Shane Backler, and Clark Howard with you. Live local talk and coverage of the terrorist attack at the Pulse nightclub continues on News 96.5 WDBO in Orlando. And we're simulcasting this broadcast around the nation. WSB in Atlanta, WOKV in Jacksonville, WHIO in Dayton, and KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I know the rest of the country wants to hear from residents of Central Florida. So please share your thoughts on the situation with the rest of the nation at 844-220-0965, 844-220-0965. Previous caller, guys, uh, questioned the timeline and the police response. I just had tweeted out an updated timeline of the shooting uh, up to the minute from CNN. Uh, if you want to follow that and look at the timeline, exactly what happened, uh, I just tweeted out the link on Twitter. It's M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. And just real quickly uh, on that timeline, um, so at 1.58 a.m. on Sunday is when uh, the first shots ring out. At 2.02, an officer working extra duty in full uniform at the club responds. He and two officers nearby open fire on the shooter and a gun battle assumes. So four minutes after the first shots are fired, law enforcement officials are engaging the suspect. Uh, the terrorist, excuse me. I think I can lose the suspect portion of the uh, of the journalistic lingo at this point. Uh, so if you want to see the complete timeline, it's up to date uh, on CNN.com. I tweeted it out at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Uh, back to the phones we go. Trisha is in uh, Dawsonville. Trisha, welcome to the program. Hi there. First of all, I want to say my my thoughts and my heart and my prayers go out to the people of Orlando. Um I just want to say that I've been to New York City and in 2013, January of 2013, and they are resilient and nobody's moping around mourning. Uh, you don't hear a whole lot about the news about the little church that was right beside the Trade Center that not one speck of dust ended up on its roof. But yes, you can see the charred trees that had once were yellow ribbons in them that are now faded white. I've been to Oklahoma City, and I've been to Dallas, and nobody's moping around. They remember, they reflect, but Trisha, I agree Trisha, what words, of, what words of advice or wisdom could you give to the folks in Central Florida right now? In Central Florida, what you said, I don't think I could top what you said. Um... We have to come together and rely on each other. Um, we, we can't rely on, I'm sorry to say, our government. Uh, Obama's speech today was just ridiculous, but that's my opinion and only mine, and my others might agree. But we have to rely on each other and, and lean on each other, like you said before the break, before the news, because our closest friends, and the people that we closely trust are the ones that we can pray with, talk with, deal with, and well, not make what, any sense what, of it. What I thank Trisha, thank you so much for the call. What I have been um, pleasantly surprised about is the a majority of the nation. I'm not going to say a hundred percent of the nation, but a majority of the nation, despite their 
religious beliefs, political beliefs, whatever, and and that where this shooting take place, a majority of the nation has has wrapped their arms around Central Florida and Orlando. When when this broke out and I found out where it occurred, I immediately thought, oh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there that were um, not upset at the locale of the shooting. And I think for for the most part, that hasn't been the case. There have been some outspoken critics. Clark, you mentioned uh, a pastor somewhere, a congressman somewhere that, you know, just didn't care about the loss of, of life, that the fact that it was a gay club, they, they weren't. Well, that's being able to read verses of the Bible, but not understanding what the real purpose of God and love are about. Mm-hmm. But I've been surprised by by the the predominant support that I've seen coast to coast on this situation for for the folks in Orlando. It's been great, but you know, and, and two, it it was a a gay bar, a largely uh, gay clientele. But you you can also look at it as it, it's an attack on Latinos. It was a very, it's a very uh, uh, heavy uh, Puerto Rican population. And, and people outside of Central Florida have no idea that the second largest concentration of Puerto Ricans in the United States outside of Puerto Rico itself is in is Central Florida. In Central Florida. 600,000, 700,000. It's, it's a huge number. And, and the Pulse nightclub is south of downtown. It starts, it's almost as you're heading towards East Orlando. East Orlando has a heavy... Uh, Puerto Rican population. So I digress. What I'm saying is it was an attack on gay people, Latin people, Puerto Ricans, Floridians, Americans. And if if you, and and it depends on how you interpret what this was. Was this Islamic terror? I don't know. It may be. It was terrorism. It was a hate crime. It was all the above. Yeah, it was all of the above. So you could say it was an attack on Christians, the West, you know. Who knows? I mean, we... We will never know for sure because this was obviously a deranged individual, mm-hmm. and but there are many deranged individuals that are uh, with Islamic State right now doing brutal things in the Middle East. But the thing about we, us as Americans, or we as Americans, is we need to take a step back from some of the intolerance that has been spoken so loudly in some states towards gays and some code language has been used and all the rest but the problem when you start with intolerance when you start treating people as if they are less than is you can end up with people feeling the next step well these are people that don't have a right to live and we are better than that in america we are better and so we as americans need to step back from the angry rhetoric and we need to be more loving towards each other regardless of our religious beliefs or our sexual orientation i I just want to add one thing that i clark um one of the reasons why we are hated by the fanatical groups here in the united states and the west in general is because of our freedoms here in america Gays can congregate together and have fun and drink and dance because we are free. Yes. That just highlights to them how free we are. And and that to me, listen, if if if, if you don't agree with the lifestyle, uh, you, well, I disagree with you even <laughs> calling it a lifestyle. Yeah, Mark. exactly. But I mean, that is the height of freedom. And that is why 
they the the radicals hate us so much because we are free. People can can go out and enjoy themselves and not fear uh, beheadings or or repercussions for the most part. And we should never forget as Americans the wonderful things that exist here. Whatever religion you believe in, you are free to practice in this country. For eight four four. Two two zero zero nine six five is the number. Anthony joins us on the program. Anthony, thank you for the call. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Excellent. Uh, what's on your mind? Great, great. I, uh, you know, I work. I also my specialty is oncology. I do do a lot of work in the psych ward. I do a lot of Baker Act work in Tamarack, Florida. And you would be surprised how many of the gentlemen we see every night all hear voices, tell them to go shoot people. And they all have weapons at home, and they have to figure out how to secure those weapons. So, you, so um, you're I dealing in case people are having trouble hearing you because the connection is a little muffled. Uh, Anthony works with with people that have mental uh, disorders, and they are gun owners, and that might be the root of the problem. I think there's no denying that in in the mass shootings, the one in uh, Charleston, certainly the one in Orlando. Not was uh, not everything was all right upstairs with with those two shooters. San Bernardino perhaps was more of a true diehard terrorist attack, uh, but I think mental issues are going to play uh, uh, at, at the end of the investigation. There were there are mental issues with the Orlando shooter and certainly with the Charleston shooter. Uh, so that that is a larger issue. How do we prevent guns from getting in the to people with with mental? Well, forget issues? guns for a second. Yeah, <clears throat> we have a real problem in the country with mental illness going untreated and without proper tools when somebody needs help for them to be able to get help. This is because a pendulum that swung in American society. Again, I'm going back in history in the Wayback Machine before mm -hmm. the two Tell of us you would story, be aware. Clark. Here's the story. So we had a reform movement in the United States because we used to have a system where you put somebody in an institution and lock them away for life. And it was it was absolutely wrong the padded room yes the, uh, and and the then we jackets. neil fort says it was great but then <laughs> the pendulum swung way too far the other way with mental health reform and now we don't have adequate resources or we don't have adequate procedures either to see that people that are coming unhinged and you always find people after something like this who say yeah yeah, we all knew he was crazy. Yeah, And so we need to come up with a better way of seeing to it that people who could be a danger to themselves or to others are able to get the treatment they need before they bring harm to themselves or others. Michael's in uh, Marietta. Michael, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. One thing I want to point out is uh, why, is, why is his wife being questioned she, if she tried to talk him out of it? Well, we don't we don't know that for a fact. In fact, they were texting. That was the uh, the update today. They were texting each other during the standoff. She texted that I I love you, and the authorities are looking very closely at the wife. And uh, I I if I'm a guessing uh, a betting man, I would bet that she she faces charges at some point. Juanita joins us on the show. Hello, Juanita. Hey, Mark. I, what I've been wondering ever since we we've, we've had any of these things, like when the uh, guy during the Batman movie went in and shot these people down, and then after that it happened again. Why aren't we having some kind of 
something where there's metal detectors or something. It's, it's coming to that, where people can't get into these public areas with, with these firearms. I, I, th- I understand that. Uh, and and if, if you go to an NBA game, there's metal detectors. If you go to a baseball game, a Major League Baseball game, they wand you down. If you go to a strip club, I'm not saying I have, but if you do, <laughs> they will pat you down. What I think is that, that true? That is true. I wouldn't have I've any heard, idea. allegedly. They will They're pat too you down at a you know gentleman's club. I can get you well, free. Well, you know, that, that, that uh, girl from The Voice that got shot uh, this weekend also. Correct. The, the guy Correct. had two guns. But I don't think How that... that hold, hold on a second, Juanita. I don't think it would have mattered in, in the Pulse shooting because this guy, did he not charge... The fr- they the, knew he had a gun right when he came in the door. Yeah, I mean, he went and and yeah, there and, was and he started sh- shooting yeah. right there with right. the uh, security okay. guard. So, so let me say this: if we have the choice, and we may ultimately move towards the direction that the Israelis have by trying to eliminate soft targets with three layers of defense mm-hmm. at normally accessible public places that are what are referred to in defense circles as soft targets. Just about every place in America is a soft target right now. You, It doesn't matter if they have a locked door, you can get in that locked door. We will have to choose over time how much security we are willing to live with in order for us to feel safe. And to know there's well, no perfect solution, unfortunately. There's look, look at the airport. They will always I mean, find a loophole. Well, the airport is the airport is a uh, is is you know we found the soft target inside the airport, which is just inside. Uh, exactly, that happened in Israel many years ago, and there's now at many airports in the world there's security before you even come into airport grounds. We're going to come back with more of your calls, Bob in the villages, Kendra in Orlando. Hang tight. You can join the conversation as well anywhere nationwide. Eight four four two two zero. 0965 Mark Aram, Clark Howard, Shane Backler, Neil Bortz, the Talkmaster, will join us next as live local talk and coverage of the terrorist attack at the Pulse Light Club continues on News 96.5 WDBO in Orlando. Also, WSB Atlanta, WOKV Jacksonville, WHIO Dayton, and KRMG in Tulsa. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram, Shane Backler, Clark Howard, soon to be joined by Neil Bortz, 844-220-0965. Continuing coverage of the terrorist attack in Central Florida. Bob from the Villages joining us. Bob, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for taking my call. My pleasure, sir. Uh, Bear with me. This might be just a little complex, but I call because... I look at the Second Amendment, and I see that the forefathers established a militia, an authorization for militias. Mm-hmm. Now, that's probably in the context of people who were who might rise up within the nation and try to take over the government. But if we are indeed at fire at, at uh, war with ISIS, mm-hmm. then we do have a war that's coming to our nation. And, and, you, and the, the militia director, needs to be armed, is as, what you're saying. And as, and as the CIA director said today, it will increase. So you want you you think that we need to to start forming the militias to 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 wage this war on the street level? 
I'm just saying that uh, because our... I understand. I understand, Bob. And listen, there's there's many ways that uh, the Second Amendment has been interpreted. Uh, but I want to calm fears. No one is going to, no matter who wins the election, no one is going to repeal the Second Amendment. That is not going to happen. Let's just put that aside for now. Kendra's in Orlando. Kendra, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, I just wanted to say I, I've been in Florida most of my life and in Orlando for about two years. And I instantly fell in love with it. There's a real sense of community here. And uh, I think maybe because we deal with so many visitors that uh, are from all over the world, there's, there's just a sense of hospitality and goodwill in Orlando that, that made me fall in love with it. And I also wanted to add that it's very tempting to respond to an act of hate like this with hate and kind. And that is precisely the wrong attitude to take. I just wanted to encourage everybody to back away from that innate temptation and and not start hating on a particular group of people whether it's a nationality or a religion and come together in love wise wise words Kendra let me just say from someone outside of uh, central Florida the rest of the country is amazed at the strength and the courage and the uh, the ability to come together that you are are showing that being said the rest of the country wants to donate shane backler what's the best way we can help these folks out there are three ways you can donate and i'll tell you one thing that'll really help you at a time like this help you heal is to do something and to help somebody you can go to gofundme.com and search for pulse victims fund uh there's also the one orlando fund that orlando mayor buddy dyer announced uh, just the other day there's also the pulse employee recovery fund if you want to help out some of the employees of the Pulse nightclub. They have no job right now. They could use your help. Shane Backler, thank you as always. And uh, all of this information available on your station's website, and we'll have complete updates uh, tomorrow morning on the news. Coming back, Neil Bortz, the talk master, will join myself, Clark Howard, Shane Backler, as we continue local live coverage of the terrorist attack at the Pulse nightclub back after this. A reflection on the massacre at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. Live, local, call-in talk continues. This special hour is hosted by Mark Aram and by Shaney B. from The Herman Cain Show. Welcome back to the show. It is uh, 25 in front of the hour. Live, local, talk and coverage of the terrorist attack at the Pulse nightclub continues. Mark Aram and Shane Backler join now in studio with the Talkmaster, Neil Bortz. Neil, always good to see you. How are you doing, my friend? Vertical. Yes, you are. Uh, yeah. And still very tall. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> a little shorter. I, I fit in cars now. I didn't used to fit in. Okay. Get that convertible now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but listen, I want to say hi to just, I don't know how many friends in the Orlando area because it's really, you know, we're Floridians, we're Neapolitans, but our second home in Florida is the Orlando area, mm-hmm. and uh, we've already spent a couple, of, what, about three or four weeks there within the last three months, and we'll be back here in Orlando in August, so we just we just love it there. When you go there, do you actually get a hotel room, or you just stay in the bus? I'm usually in the bus. Okay. It's I ba- mean, yeah, because I don't have to pack or unpack and, and and it's now the Donna bus. It's the Donna bus. Yeah, because she bought a brand new one. Oh, excellent! Very cool. Yeah. I oh, still- yeah, excellent. Uh, <laughs> I have a I have a condo in Atlanta. I'd like to sell I you think, now. <laughs> I could I could rent it out maybe. Um, now, 
the Neil Bortz, the talk master, legendary talk host, National Radio Hall of Fame member, and one of my favorite things about you, Neil, is uh, your take on events. And it used to be a game I would play listening to you. Where am I going to go? Wondering how you were gonna, <laughs> your take on a certain event was because you could never... You could never guess how Neil Bortz would uh, attack a situation and define a situation. So that being said, with your unique perspective on on everything, what is your take on this terrorist attack in Orlando? What are your initial thoughts on this? I am not... I think there's a part of me believes Mm -hmm. that the whole jihad, ISIS, Islam thing for this guy who is a Muslim Mm -hmm. is just a cover for him it's a, it's an excuse for what he did which i think was based more in self-loathing than it was in some sort of great jihadist conspiracy mm-hmm. uh i think i think that he was immensely troubled to the point of severe uh mental disturbance uh by his own uh, homosexual feelings and tendencies that he took it out on other people, other homosexuals, as a way to deny what he really is. I have, and by the way, I have no degree in psychology, but that's just the way I, I mm-hmm. I'm not as sure it's a terrorist attack as it is just a, a an explosion of self-loathing on the part of this guy that he took it out on the very people that he does not want to admit that he's a part of. I I absolutely agree with you. And I think part of this might be, too, uh, because there's no denying his his religion, and his religion definitely frowns upon uh, gay activity. Is this a chance for him to reconcile with his religion and as as a cleansing and saying, hey, uh, you know, accept my my sins. I have atoned for my sins by committing this mass murder. Of homosexuals. Yeah, well, hey, that makes sense. Because, I mean, throughout the wonderful, peaceful uh, Quran, and, and I read it. I've I got a copy in both of my homes. Mm-hmm. And throughout, it's just damnation of homosexuality. So maybe that is a way for him to buy peace with his own religion is by uh, doing exactly what the Quran demands of him. Uh, when he runs into homosexuals. But I again, I think it's all, it's much more based in his homosexuality than it is in his religion. And remember, you're, you're, we're trying to comprehend a crazed person, which, which is impossible. Always difficult. Oh, yeah. You're not married, are you? No. Well, be married for a while, no. and it gets easier. <laughs> I know better. Uh, your thoughts at 844-220-0965. Dustin joins us on the program. Hello, Dustin. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm just calling about this. Everybody's talking about, like, how can we fix it? You know, how can we stop all these mass shootings and stuff like that? I mean, in all honesty, I don't think there's really much that you can really do. You know, I'm a police officer in South Fulton County. For this, I was an infantry Marine. I was an 0331. I'm telling you, there's bad guys everywhere you go. No matter what you do, there's bad guys. There's not much you can really do to stop it. And I'm not willing to give up any bit of my freedom mm-hmm. for a false sense of security of how oh, we got to put metal detectors everywhere. Well, that's also against a private, private properties, you know, own wishes that they want to put metal detectors up front. As, as a law enforcement officer, as a law enforcement officer, guns. Dustin, 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 as a law enforcement yes, officer, 
your your thoughts uh, about your your brothers in blue in Orlando that had to deal with this situation? Uh, my thoughts about them, you know, I think they did a good job. I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback them over if they should have gotten there later. You know, I wasn't standing there with a guy inside of a room just spraying, basically, and killing everybody. So, I'm, you know, people are wondering why it took them three hours. To no, no, I don't want you to be critical of them. I, I certainly don't want you to be right. critical of them. But just, just your thoughts as, as someone that uh, may be called uh, at some time to do, to do something similar, um, just the thoughts... Right. Well, you know, I'm, um, I think they did a really good job. And, um, you know, I, I know it's hard on them, definitely going in there and seeing uh, so much massacre. So, you know, I, def- I definitely think it's hard on them. I actually, um, due to a case that I was working, I had to talk to one of the Orlando police officers the other day and something completely different. But I just talked to him for a minute about it. I didn't want to go too in-depth or yeah. anything. And, you know, he said it was crazy. They were still working on trying to figure everything out. Sure, sure. Still working on the scene. So. Well, hopefully they can they can get to the bottom of this. And Dustin, stay safe out there, uh, please. Uh, Doug's in Dayton. Doug, welcome to the program. All right. Yeah, uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I, my one question was actually to see if there's any more information out there on uh, Disney uh, downtown trying to pass information along about concerns they had in regards to Marquis. As far as if he was, uh, you know, there are reports that he had been scouting uh, Disney locations for, for the, the possible. Yeah, you mean what they call now Disney Springs? Yes, Disney yeah. Springs. Uh, I heard that on the news yesterday that uh, you know the possibility existed. You know, he was looking at more than one place. It's but, easily acceptable. There is no security gates to go through to get into right. Disney Springs, and it is crammed with and people. Think about what was going on at Disney the weekend prior. Which it, was gay days. Gotcha. Uh, that when I woke up to the breaking news on Sunday and I see mass shooting in Orlando, my first thought was, "Oh, please, not Disney World." Because I mean, is there anything more Western possible than than Disney World that that could attract a, a terrorist attack? I'm assuming, and and Shane, former uh, Disney employee, and Neil, a uh, uh, Disney goer, they they got a buttoned up or up buttoned up operation there. I would imagine. Um, they are prepared for for any kind of event like that. Well, it's it's the largest single site employer in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, about fifty five thousand people at peak, and they have a real buttoned up operation when it comes to something like preparing the totality of their property for a hurricane. Mm-hmm. I've seen that at work. I yeah. Shane would have uh, a better idea of how they get prepared for uh, an active shooter situation there. Uh, let me tell you, they, out of everything, safety, 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 safety first at, with Disney, and they will spare no expense to protect their guests. As you know, you're a guest at yeah. Disney. And they want you to forget about the outside world. They want you to be in a magical Completely. kingdom. Sure. And to be free of your worries, and you better believe that safety is top-notch there. Bob is in Longwood. Bob, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, you know, I can't understand this. You know, the FBI had this guy three or four years ago, but this gun store owner today, I watched him on TV, he says uh, he came into his store to buy a, a thousand rounds of ammunition and body armor, and, and they said no. And then he goes off to a side, he starts, gets his uh, cell phone and starts talking to Arabic, right? And it, so the gun store owner, he calls up the FBI, the right authorities. Now, this was three weeks ago. And guess what? They never came. 
They never came. That I blame. If I blame anybody, I blame the FBI because this guy, gun store guy, did his job. They never came to his store. Where, where did you see that in the news? Yeah. I want to track that story down. I, I've been watching it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Channel, a channel. It was on uh, uh, Channel Nine News. Okay, over here. You look it up. This gun store owner came on today, and he says he didn't want to sell him the body armor or a thousand rounds, mm-hmm. and he went off to the side with a cell phone and started speaking Arabic. And then all of a sudden, they called up the FBI and the right authorities. So it's, uh, the, and they never came. the FBI dropped the so ball. The, the FBI is the looking FBI. very bad yeah. in this situation. Are, are we funding them enough, Neil? Is, is, the, is that an issue? Are, are we misappropriating funds we should be sending on the, our intelligence well, and the I'm, FBI? Well, I'm, I'm sure Obama would rather spend the money on food stamps and creating government dependency than creating or enhancing the security of, of our nation. I... I don't know specifically whether the FBI has been begging for funds, Shane. And and to think, too, how many different um, tips and how much they're investigating at one time. Then on top of it, you have this whole thing of uh, of profiling. And so to call and say, I've got a guy here, he wanted to buy a bunch of ammo, and he's Speaking in Arabic. Well, now that you've got all, well, I think all those even even limitations. if you know even they if he was that lesson in San Bernardino, even if it was Irish true. and he goes in and wants a thousand rounds in body armor, that that might raise red flags. I mean, they I, probably would have investigated. Yeah, well, yeah, perhaps because they're just regular white people. Yeah, yeah. Gary's in that. Orlando. Gary, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Excellent, Gary. What's going on? Um, I just like I just wanted to say that um, Orlando's always been a very tolerant place. And I love living here. Actually, I just um, just for an finished job. I'm about two blocks from the Pulse right now. But um, one thing that this thing has done is Central Florida has just embraced the gay community. And uh, and like I said, it's always been tolerant here. But there's such an outflow of uh, love for uh, the people involved in this. And the only other thing I'd like to say is just to note that. The two people that did this two murdering, you know, the Christina Grimes murder and then the shooting of the Pat Pauls, neither one of those people were from Central Florida. That's that's true. That is true. And, and I mean, just like three back-to-back-to-back awful stories in Orlando. Um, speaking of intolerance, uh, Westboro Baptist is coming to Orlando. Oh, God, don't, uh, don't. Uh, oh, look, I, look, the motorcycle riders of, of Orlando, mm-hmm. okay, uh, they will take care of Westboro Baptist. I hope to see. I hope to see that for sure. Uh, Abdul in Atlanta joins us on the program. Hello, Abdul. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Fine. What's on your mind, buddy? Um, I just wanted to say. I mean, I, I am you know deeply sorry for the victims and everybody you know that is suffering in Orlando because of these you know tragic things that are happening. But I just wanted to say you know there's a lot of on Facebook and social media there's a lot of hate towards Islam and Muslims. I am a Muslim American. I love America. This country is the greatest country on earth. And I believe one of the reasons why it's the greatest country on earth is because we embrace other cultures, embrace other people, and that we live, learn to live together. And I just don't want people, you know, you know, certain people to think that just because the actions of one Muslim, and he wasn't even that religious, according to the news I've been listening to, but he does not represent us. He does not represent Islam. I mean, he claims he does, but he does not. Abdul, for, for, the, for the peaceful Muslims within our borders and around the world, what role do you need to play in fighting the, uh, the radicalization of the religion? I don't know. 
I feel like we should be better. And I mean, I promise you, if I ever saw anything or heard anything that was even remotely violent, I would report it. And I feel like Muslims need to stick together. But I also feel like we need to, you know, apart from Muslims, but all the other cultures and religions, we do not need to create a hateful environment where I feel hate is one of the reasons that causes extreme behavior. And, you know, if we're criticizing people from other countries even, or even Muslims here, and, you know, we say phrases like, oh, they hate Americans or they hate a group of people, we would be no different if we said we hate Islam or if we should just bomb them or just phrases like that. And I feel like, you know... We're I, listen, Abdul, I got to run. I feel for you. I really do. I, I absolutely feel uh, and I feel for the the Muslims out there that have uh, adopted this nation as their land and are peaceful uh, because the acts of these few have uh, sullied the name of many. We're going to come back with more of your calls, finishing up with Neil Bort, Shane Backler. I am Mark Aram, 844-220-0965. Back after this. News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Final segment of the show, Mark Aram, Neil Bort, Shane Backler, 844-220-0965 on Twitter. At Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Shane, again, uh, folks want to donate to uh, wrap their financial arms, if you will, around Central Florida. How can we do this the best way? Uh, GoFundMe.com. They are just inches away from $5 million. You can go to GoFundMe.com, Pulse Victims Fund, and the One Orlando Fund, OneOrlando.org. That is a very good place to donate. Excellent. Neil, um, longtime uh, Florida resident, lover of the Central Florida area. You've been on WDBO for many years, many fans down there. Any final thoughts for, uh, for the folks and what they're dealing with? Well, uh, I mean, obviously, it's just been such a horrible two weeks for Orlando. Uh, the shooting of that, that young singer, this horrible incident that happened at at Disney, which was in no way Disney's fault. Alligators can climb fences, mm-hmm. folks. You cannot keep them out of those lakes. Uh, and then this the, the tragic thing at the Pulse. Uh, but the people I know in Orlando and Sanford and Kissimmee and that area, uh, they're strong, and they can deal with this, and they will. And they'll, they'll show Boston what strong is, yeah. okay? But one thing uh, on the issues. Uh, I'm a concealed permit holder in Florida, uh, which means Georgia as well. But I am here in Florida. Uh, they require training in Florida. And I got some pretty good training. And uh, come get me, cops. But I completely ignore no-gun zones. Mm-hmm. If you see me in most no-gun zones... Wet gun-free zones, I've got one. Because just look at the shootings of this type. These people gravitate to gun-free zones to do their carnage where they think they have the best chance of killing as many people before the cops show up and that none of the people they're shooting at are going to pull out a gun and bring them down. And we need to really look at this absurdity called gun-free zones. Well said. Um, I'm assuming we're going to hear a boards cast on uh, on your thoughts on this issue. I've done one every day this week. Can I plug it? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, it, it's not safe for work, folks. <laughs> so, uh, or, nor is it safe for terrestrial radio. Uh, but 
uh, you just go to connectpal, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-P-A-L dot com slash portscast and subscribe and it's gonna it's gonna really hit your pocketbook to the tune of four dollars and 99 cents a month well worth it well bravo that you sat with us for this half hour and you not once forgot that this is not a boards well remember when i walked in here i said i have to remember this is not a boards cast if you thought neil was uh unfiltered when he was on terrestrial radio check out the boards cast thank you neil boards thank Thank you you, shane backler thank you clark howard Thank you to uh, all the folks in Jacksonville, Ohio, Tulsa, Atlanta for wrapping our arms around Orlando. The very latest tomorrow morning here on the Morning News. Have a great night and stay safe.